Yeah. What's up, y'all? Five leader, we here. Talk sports. I'm your host with the most. So definitely have a toast. The host of the Five Leader Sports Podcast. We're going to talk about Penn State Nittany Lions football, basketball. Um, Micah Parsons gone. Who's next? What basketball? Vladimir Manuel gone. Vladimir Manuel gone. What does it mean for Nittany Lions basketball? We're going to get into it, y'all, right here on Five Leader. Believe that, y'all. Yo, 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 this is your host with the most, so have a toast. Lita Johnson of the Five Leader Sports Podcast, and we're here to talk Penn State, baby. Yes, Michael Parsons is gone, but definitely left his legacy going. Um, what, what do you lose with that? You lose impact. You lose something special because, see, he, was, he just wasn't one of the five-star recruit. You know, you got to stop thinking every five-star recruit is special. Special is a, a big label. They are elite for where they're at. They're, they're elite. But the, the the special part, Michael Parsons could have been a five-star running back, could have been a five-star tight end, could have been a five-star linebacker, as you can see. I mean, he just, after his first year, 82 tackles, got eight, 109, over, over 50 solo tackles, you know, five passes defense, five sacks. I mean, clearly, Michael Parsons was meant to be a star. Um, I think it's a smart decision personally as a fan. No, I I want to see you play one more year then go. But I mean to be real, man, you looking at what's going on in the world, and then you look at that he's already ready for the league. Like he's ready, man. I mean he's a top ten guy. Now, that's why I said the Eagles. If you're gonna make a trade for anybody to complete your team, you got you got Fletcher Cox is an elite defensive lineman. You got um now you got Darius Slay's defeat the elite defensive back. You know, you don't want to say just safety. Your secondary guy has somebody elite and they have an elite guy. And you put somebody an elite a, a middle guy in, in in the middle like Michael Parsons, a linebacker, who's elite. That's big. It's gonna be interesting to see how the Eagles handle the Jalen Mills. I think he's ready. I think he's gonna be good at that position because he's gonna have to chase down receivers. But, yeah, that's it. Michael Parsons at that point. Then you ask, who's next? Aha. That's where the fun part comes. Um, well, Lance Dixon, I think, there's a lot of people. Uh, Charlie Cashaw is doing good at the linebacker position. Um, it's going to give a lot of people a lot of opportunities. 
to make this happen, I mean, you look at Michael Parsons coming in, you look at Michael Parsons and Brandon Smith and Jesse Lucetta and Ellis Brooks, you were looking at those guys. But now Lance Dixon, I think, simply gets this position with him and Smith on the outside. That's that's monster syndrome. Catch that. Don't 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 sleep on Charlie Cashier. Like he's a guy that could get that position over Dixon. He's really, he's talented. Is Dixon ready to take it? now talent wise on a talent level? All around, Dixon's the better talent, but mentally you got to be ready to get these positions. You got to be ready to perform. If you're not, if you're not ready and you're not performing better than Catchy, you're gonna lose. Catchy's a guy that can take that. He's that talented at linebacker, so you got to watch out for that. He's a guy that can play and can contribute. Now, Curtis Jacobs. Now this this gives him a, a this is big here. Curtis Jacobs is the, was the number one recruit in the 2020 class. He's a linebacker. And then they put Zaria Fisher at the linebacker position, which is interesting because he's a good pass rusher. Uh, what can he do at their linebacker position? This is an interesting part. Now, who do I think you say who do I say will make it? Um, this is it's different because Jesse Lucetta is also a guy that could play the outside instead of the middle linebacker position. He could very well be right there next to Smith. I think he's he's I think if you're talking about who has the upper hand on that that, that spot, it's Lucetta. I think it'd be Lucetta, Brooks, and Smith. I think that could be the starting lineup at linebacker. Lucetta was so much, he was always mentioned because you got Parsons and Smith with Lucetta and Ellis. You were here, Ellis Brooks, you were here, both of them. But now, you know, you could let Ellis hit the, hit, hit the middle linebacker position full stride and bring Lucetta on the outside with, with Brandon Smith. And this makes a whole new, and they're still talented. It's still a stout. Linebacking core. You go with Lance Dixon. You go with Charlie Catshire. You you still got uh, Tyler Ells, another recruit, talented recruit. That's a very talented lineup at linebacker for Penn State. They they are not lacking at their position. Looking at what each prospect brings. And now looking at what type of impact will they have at linebacker now. now I know people want to probably ask that question, like how much would Parsons going? The thing is, Parsons is another monster. You can't just say if somebody's going to do what Parsons does. That's that's a high standard. It's like when I was talking about LaSalle one time and recruiting. And one guy said, there's no time goalers no more. I'm like, that's a high standard you're aiming for a recruit. They're not going to get a time. I mean, even people with five-star recruits is not going to get a time goaler. We're talking about an NBA Hall of Famer. I mean, you're looking at all the Kentucky recruits and the, the, the one and duns. You got to, it's probably about, you count on one hand how many guys had a career like Tom Goaler in college. That was a very high aim. You can't aim people to be like Michael Parsons to have the type of impact he had, but. It can happen, especially with Lance Dixon. Lucetta is already ready. I think he would come off 100 tackles just off the back. He just already knows the defense. He's been here. It's different for Lance Dixon who, you know, he gets his feet wet, boom. I think he was the next one to take over with Jacobs. I mean, he just got so much talent with Elsden at the linebacker position. It really gives them a head-on good class in linebacker. Just with Cat Shire and 
And now you got Fisher. He's going to add something to their linebacking core. He's going to be something. You just don't put him in a pool full of talent. Let you know Zerio Fisher is an unbelievable edge rusher. You know, he was a good pickup after 2020 class. Now you put him at linebacker. That that makes him some. I think he's going to be a surprise at their linebacker position. Looking at recruits and, and what Penn State is doing now in football, Penn State is a 29th ranked class right now in 2021. Looking at this class, it's not one of those classes that's going to b- blow you away, but you have to look at where they're going. They're going to Penn State. I just don't see that this is such a bad class knowing the program they're going to. You've seen what Penn State can do with top 10 classes, and now they're just getting pro- depth and prospect. This, this is the perfect time to recruit and just get talent and depth and let it you don't have to have anybody come right in. And just play. Landon Tangwall or Jalen Reed. You get another uh quarterback. Christian Vallejo, Jamari Button at linebacker. Now you get you another linebacker there who's a pretty good linebacker out of Michigan. Get you another Michigan athlete. I think they know pretty much what's going on in linebacker. I don't think they're going hard after linebackers now because they're so deep in linebacker. I have a big confidence in what uh, they're really trying to do here. At Penn State, the talent pool now can develop. This is so many guys that's going to be here for a minute. Brandon Smith is going to be here for a minute. He's going to be here for a minute. Charlie Cashier has a couple more years to go. Impact guy. Lance Dixon, Ellis Brooks, Jesse Lucetta. Impact guys. You worry about them first before you go on to Curtis Jacobs. You know, before you go on to Jamari Budden. It's interesting right now because if you look at how good Penn State is doing in the recruiting, it's a 29th ranked class, which is not a bad class. The 29th ranked, one of the top 30 ranked, but you're talking about Penn State and the run they've been making and the type of program they are and what they are in recruiting. So people are looking for different things. They're looking for high expectations. So if you really, really, honestly, you look at this uh, class now, it's like they're just adding on pieces that can develop. They're not looking to just go out there. They want to finish up a class and move on and let guys develop. So I honestly think that Penn State is doing a good job in recruiting, even with the 2021 class. People are, you know, look, it's crazy. People are losing their minds over 
Penn State should get this person. They should go after this person. How come they don't get this person? Penn State is getting talent up. Then you're looking at four-star athletes. A lot of four-stars is just like having five-stars. If you got five, if you got 15 five-stars, I mean four-stars, that's big, that's huge. Penn State still after guys like Rico Spindler and Nolan Rucci. Is it looking good for Rucci? It's still looking good to bring in another five-star. They want this line to be something special. Like, this is a special offensive line recruiting class. Now, Rico Spindler just doesn't look like the guy that's going there. Derek Davis Jr., I've said it so many times, he's not going anywhere. He's going to Penn State. You know, everybody's talking about the Ohio State and, the, you know, the LSU, the Clemson, the Georgias. The, everybody's going after him. He's going to Penn State. That's just it. Uh, if they can bring in Kevin Gilliam, which I still think is in reach, I mean, I, f I felt like he never, even though, you know, you, you hear the Oklahoma and LSU, no, I don't think that's even matter. And if, if they get another lineman like that, defensive lineman to this class, that can impact. They need that. This is a big-time defensive lineman talent. You know, ever since Sean Spencer left, pulling a guy like that would be huge. DeWine Warner, cornerback, once again, Lackawanna. They own Lackawanna, and he's the number two player in JUCO. They're about to get a special cornerback. Lackawanna always has them. They're like the Alabama over there, it seems like. Brock Bowers, we'll see where that goes. A tight end is big. I mean, it's, it's always big for them. They always want to, you know, stack up the talent. Rashawn Benny is his favorite. Uh, we'll see how hard they go after him because they've been going hard in Michigan, but they're definitely a favorite. Rooks is a defensive tackle. This is going to be interesting. We just want to see where this goes on George Rooks. I, I, just watch this recruitment. I mean, Penn State could sneak up and get this guy. How hard do they want to go get him? I think if they make him a, a priority, and go harder, he will be a Penn State guy. I think he's – and then you're in Jersey. Like, I think they get George Rooks. So it's going to be interesting to see. Let's just update on a couple of recruits. I think that's a real good thing there for their team. And basketball is a little different right now. I feel like um, if you're looking at basketball – And you're looking at how Penn State is going. They recruited real good. They kind of slowed down and came back. Uh, when we come back, I want to really talk about where Penn State is in the basketball field. Um, I want to talk about mainly about the direction, and it's a good direction, even though the things of what's been said about Coach Chambers. And I'll tell you how I feel about that. And we'll go right here on Follow Leader Sports Podcast. We talk Penn State.
Light nigga, dog nigga, faux nigga, real nigga. Rich nigga, poor nigga, house nigga, feel nigga. Still nigga. Dark nigga, faux nigga, real nigga, rich nigga, poor nigga, house nigga, feel nigga, still nigga, still nigga, OJ like, I'm not black, I'm OJ, okay, house nigga, don't fuck with me, I'm a feel nigga, with Sean Cutlery, go play the quarters, where the butlers be, I'ma play the corners, yeah, 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 we back on Follow Your Sports Podcast, and I want to get to y'all about Penn State uh, basketball. Really a realistic um, team to be a tournament team. And in all honesty, I feel like there's a lot of things to talk about concerning Penn State. So let's go. Let's go with Coach Chambers first and uh, the thing with Rossier Bolton. I, um, I feel Rossier Bolton and his family. I, I, I remember when he was being recruited, very talented guard. I, I wish him the best. I think he'll, he's going to be an impact player. But um, some people, I, I wasn't there, so I'm not going to speak on him with, some, with um, how a person feels, but the majority, it's a lot of people that's riding with Chambers. And if it was that type of party amongst everybody, obviously Bolton felt a certain way, and he has the right to feel like that. But it wasn't like that with everybody. And so I feel like if he said something like that, he, he should watch it. You know, you got to watch what you say. I mean, Rossier was uncomfortable. He going to ride with it. And that's just it. And I ride with both sides. If, if, if Chambers apologized him. Didn't mean to say something. Okay, I feel you. Because I'm also about that. I'm not about, like, taking something from a, a, a person and you got to believe that they're sincere about their apology. You know, and I believe, just like anybody, just like the Clippers owner, like, you come back and you apologize, you better get yourself right. You know, and give them another chance. You know, um, so he's been around black players. He's recruited black players. And you just got to watch how you talk. Some people are just not sensitive to other people's, you know, the way things are said. He's probably been around different type of people all his life. They have accepted the way he talks. And so now, you know, it's something that needs to be forgiven. I hope it's forgiven. I hope the Bolton family can hear from that. Hope everything's good and we go. Now... The impressive part about what I'm seeing in Penn State is Miles Dredd is still there. Seth Lundy comes in. Marion Jones is still there. Caleb Dorsey comes in. Samuel Sessons. That's a it's a very hard situation there with the Samuel Samuel Sessons. Coming in as another guard really gives them a, a real good unit. For this future of Penn State, a future guard that can really do a lot for you. What you what does Penn State get? They get a beast coming in here, okay? All right? 
Sam Sessions played for Bingham, Binghamton Bearcats, right? And he averaged 17.8 points a game as a freshman. He shot 36% from the three. His second year, he averaged 19 a game. 4.8 assists, 1.16, really upping himself. Like, I mean, you got to get better with three-point percentage and the shooting percentage, but he's going to light it up. You get a scoring guard straight from Philly, coming back home to PA, playing with Penn State. That's big to have a point guard like that. A guy that can play off guard. Jamari Wheeler is still back. Patrick Kelly comes back. I mean, he's here. Isaiah Brockington, another explosive guy. Trent Butcher gives you another big body, senior big body in there, which is important. John Herrera, another guy. Delian Johnson and DJ Gordon. You bring in these guards and you got an explosive that can light it up. Abdul Tassim Bila, they're waiting for this big guy. They need a big man, especially now that Vali Emanuel's gone. Shout out to him. Just hope everything gets good with him. He's had, you know, bad situations and being with teams, I just hope everything's good. But that would have been a big addition for them. And now he's gone. But T. Simbala is the big guy that they need to, to, you know, come up because he's a big guy that they need a big man in the middle. Dorsey's a big guard. He can play the three, six, seven, two thirty. He can also play some four with a two thirty frame. That being six seven. Now you got Dredd, he can play some three, being six four, two twenty. They really have some good players on Penn State. And then you look at who they have coming in. The 2021 class, it's going to be something to see who they bring in with the 2021 class. Because now, right now, there's 60 if, you know, it's not big. But for Penn State, for a group of Penn State to get in the rankings of a – he's a Houston Mallet out of California. is another – he's an explosive guard. Three, almost four-star guard. Taquan Wooley. You get, now you get another big guy who can play inside. Coming out of Camden High School. So they're starting off the 2021 class already. Patrick Chambers bringing in more talent. Penn State's going to be different for years and years and always compete. They're at that point now. What happens with Penn State and the 2021? That, that's, that's a big... Um, <laughs> I mean, they want John Camden, one of the top guys at the Penn State. They want him. Will John Camden choose Penn State? Um, looking to talk to him more. I was supposed to talk to him, you know, some month, some months ago, but you know, everybody runs into busy schedules. And I'm going to get John Camden, Archbishop John Carroll, star John Camden, 118th ranked player in the nation, seventh ranked player in Pennsylvania, 23rd ranked small forward in the nation. Elijah Hudgens Everett looking like a Penn State choice after all these time after all these years now it seems like Hudgens Everett is finally I mean even in 2020 Penn State was high on his horse on his list of schools you know Venova was involved now finally they get a big man He's going to be the priority. One of the top 25 big men in 2021 class. Top two Connecticut player. 
I think it's no it's evident only when he gets there. I think it'll happen soon. Um Nixon, no. Daniel Nixon looks like Tulane. Hasir Miller. Soon he will be making a decision. And it looks like he'll be going to Temple. But Drexel and Penn State were two schools involved to get his recruitment. Poplar, Nissan Poplar, you got Auburn, you got Dayton, you got Georgetown, Georgia, LaSalle, all after him. Will they get this explosive combo guard out of Philly? We'll see. It's a, um, it's a lot of other schools really after him. I don't see right now them getting him, but he's one of their high targets. Lynn Greer, it just looks like Temple still. But then again, we'll see what happens because Florida's evolved. I think if Florida makes a run to make him a priority, he's going to Florida. But we'll see how that turns out. It's just a lot of different dynamics right now that we're seeing with players and Penn State looking like to get a good little four four man class, possibly five, but four man class looks like it. Hutchinson Everett would be a big get and if they can get Camden, they can end their class and say they got a good class. So I'll be more in on, on top target John Camden. Look, man, I'm it's good to give y'all some info. Um Follow my Instagram, follow my Facebook, follow my Twitter. I'm out of here, man. This is Lita Johnson, man. I'm out of here.